Louise Gittleman here for the First Lady of Nutrition podcast, and I'm so pleased that so many listeners have joined our podcast. We are growing by leaps and bounds, and today I'm very excited to have a wonderful guest who is an expert on essential oils. She's actually the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, and she's just about ready to release one of her newest books, which is entitled Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. So give us a rounding applause for Jody Sternoff-Cohen. How are you, my dear? Oh, my God. I'm thrilled to be speaking to the First Lady of Nutrition. Lovely answer. Thank you so much. You know, many years ago, I had a traumatic brain injury. So what would your vibrant blue oils do for somebody that suffered from PTSD? Um, A lot. You know, what's interesting is the nose that, well, the part of the brain that kind of signals all of the um, stress and shock and trauma messages to the body is the amygdala. And the easiest way to access the amygdala is just to smell something through the nostrils. There is a um, olfactory Nobel laureate researcher located in Seattle with me by the name of Linda Buck. And she started researching uh, olfactory receptors that were correlated with predator odor, which uh, sent a fear signal, an alarm signal. And then she found that smelling rose, actually stopping to smell the roses kind of canceled out the, the fear signals. So oh, I love that. One, of, one of the challenges with trauma is kind of the repetitive, you know, we respond to stress, not only like a lion chasing us down the street, which rarely happens anymore, but the thought driven stress, you know, the, the recollection of the accident and the physically reliving it or the memory of something traumatic or the fear, the anticipatory fear of something traumatic that could happen in the future. So the more you can kind of pattern interrupt and stop, you know, that cycle from repeating, the more you can let the body feel safe and heal. So if somebody had a traumatic brain injury, whether it was a concussion, which is what I suffered from for no fault of my own, but that's a whole different topic and different story. But if they've had a traumatic brain injury that may have occurred decades ago, could we assume that they still may be in that that freeze pattern, that traumatic freeze pattern that makes them so easily triggered? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it's really common. A lot of us get stuck in that fight, fight, or freeze, freeze pattern. And one of the things that makes me the most excited about essential oils is it's kind of the easiest way to literally shift gears in the nervous system and get out of it. You know, it doesn't require, you know, thoughtful, timely meditation or gagging yourself with a tongue depressor or any of these um <laughs> you know, things that make compliance a little low because they're hard to do. Like basically, I mean, I'm sure your listeners already know that your nervous system is the operating system of the body. The autonomic nervous system controls the automatic functions like breathing, heart rate, all the things that keep you alive. And, you know, just like a bike, you kind of have different speeds, different gears. If you think you're in danger, you're going to go into that survival gear known as the sympathetic branch of your nervous system. And all the reactions to keep you alive kind of kick in. Blood is routed to your arms and your legs away from your organs of digestion and detoxification because anything that's not critical to your immediate survival doesn't need to be turned on when you're fighting for your life. And then ideally, 
the danger passes and you shift into the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system where you can rest, digest, heal, you know, think of it as you have a big party, everyone goes home and you get to clean up your house. You know, blood gets routed back to your organs of digestion and detoxification. You calm down, you recover, you heal. And kind of the gear shift, the on-off switch between those two branches of your nervous system is your vagus nerve, the most important and longest nerve in the body that no one knows about. The wanderer. Isn't that the wanderer, my dear? It is the wanderer. <laughs> yes. And as I love, you know, I love that name. I love that nomenclature. Oh, I know. And it, I mean, it is really the, the most important aspect of your health and kind of helping to stimulate it helps you shift into that parasympathetic state. It is your internal gear shift. It starts at the base of the neck, splits, winds around both sides behind the earlobe. If you actually feel behind your earlobe, you feel that bone, that's mastoid bone. That is where it is the most accessible to the surface and literally the easiest to access. It then winds through your throat, your mouth, your larynx, your heart, your lungs, your um, stomach, your liver, your gallbladder, your pancreas, your intestines. And at any point in that path, you can activate it. It's kind of the bi-directional highway between tell, lets your brain tell your body messages and your body tell your brain. So like a coffee enema or anything you do to stimulate your gallbladder, since the vagus nerve innervates the gallbladder, that helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Sadly, not enough people recognize how wonderful and powerful coffee enemas are. So they, you know, they miss that opportunity. But what's interesting is there's a neuroscientist out of New York named Kevin Tracy, who started noticing that when you did kind of a surgical implant, a pacemaker-like implant, at that point I, I showed you behind your ear on your mastoid bone, if you send an electric signal to stimulate the vagus nerve, it basically turns on the parasympathetic nervous system and the FDA has approved this technique for epilepsy, depression, and migraines. And what I would like to share is that you can use a stimulatory blend of essential oils. You don't need to have surgery. You don't need to learn how to meditate. You don't need to splash your face with freezing water or gargle for 20 minutes. You can just very quickly apply a dab of a blend that I like, it's clove and lime, and it basically stimulates your vagus nerve and turns on your parasympathetic nervous system. So for those of us with brain-related challenges, whether it's been a concussion recently or in the, in the past, if, if individuals are suffering from insomnia, autoimmunity, or anxiety, would they all be, would they all be candidates for this type of an oil? Yeah, I mean, the big thing, there are a lot of headline news pieces about concussions, but one of the challenges is that they then affect kind of your neck and your downstream communication, the communication between the brain and the body. And if you think about the neck, there's a lot going on, right? There's a structure that can kind of get compromised in um, whiplash or concussion or any kind of TBI. There's the muscles, there's the nerves, including the vagus nerves. There's the lymph, which helps with the drainage and getting the garbage out. There's the vascular system, which helps with blood flow and getting the good things like nutrient and oxygen in. And it's, you know, it's not a big space. So think of it like you're in the middle seat in an airplane next to two linebackers. You know, 
you're not getting your arm on the armrest. You know, it's going to be hard to maneuver around. Anything in the neck when anything else is inflamed and congested kind of gets in into the other parts way. So the more you can use anything, like I love topically applying essential oils because it helps to kind of um, dilate, you know, open up the ability of the lymph to drain down and the blood and oxygen to move up so that it actually can bring, you know, can get the garbage and the waste out of the brain so that the brain can actually anti-inflame and heal and get the healing nutrients into the brain. You know, I was so surprised. I ordered your blue vibrant oil. I think it's called para or parasympathetic. Am I correct? Yes, parasympathetic. And I used it with immediate results. What is so therapeutic about the combination of clove and lime? I'm very curious. I've never seen them combined together. Clove is highly stimulatory and is really high in a chemical constituent, eugenol, that's great for anti-inflammatory um, components like clove is used in dentistry throughout time. And then lime has really small molecules. It's kind of fabulous. It's like cooking, right? You combine ingredients that you might not think would take, you don't like independently, but when you combine them together, they work really well. And the thing people don't necessarily talk about with essential oils is that you can use them in very strategic ways. So combining clove, which is super stimulatory, lime, which has really small molecules, and then a carrier oil like um, fractionated coconut oil, which also is efficient, you can use it on a specific point and it's almost like using an acupuncture needle. The, the purpose of acupuncture isn't necessarily the needles, it's like stimulating that point to kind of cause a domino effect chain reaction, sorry, in the body. And so that's, it's all about the combination and what the combination does. The other benefit is that sometimes the vagus nerve has a minor infection or toxicity. Uh, there's a Tufts researcher called Michael Van Eckler, who came up with the vagus nerve infection hypothesis. And a lot of the practitioners that I work with, like uh, Dietrich Klinghardt and Christine Schaffner, they've found and actually proved this with kind of ultrasound photography of the neck. 95% of their chronically ill clients have some kind of vagus nerve toxicity, which means that there's almost think of it like a jackknife in this freeway. You know, there is some kind of toxicity that occurs often behind the ear on the mastoid bone that gets in the way of the signals from the brain being sent to the body and from the body being sent back up to the brain. So when those signals, those chemical messengers are interrupted, that kind of compromises function. And their hypothesis is that a lot of the pathogens in the mouth, be it from like cavitations of root canals or um, wisdom teeth that are being pulled or metal amalgams or just kind of the toxins that live in the mouth, you know, the toxins from the mouth are draining along the jaw, along the trigeminal nerve, kind of to that point right behind the earlobe where they intersect, think of it as a busy intersection with the vagus nerve and if they sit too long because your lymph is congested and it's not draining, it kind of can get uptaken into the nerve, cause like a minor infection that's hiding under the surface that then undermines kind of the function of the body and, and leads to kind of 
the cell danger response, underlying sickness response. Uh, Van Eckler correlates this with chronic fatigue syndrome and multichemical sensitivity and fibromyalgia. So are there other specific health challenges that your vibrant blue oils are designed to uh, target? I, I know that you're, you've got a new book coming out. Tell us a little bit about that book and then tell me about the other health challenges that are best suited for essential oil therapy. Yeah, one of the things that I started noticing over time, you know, in, in working with clients is they, they all think they're super complicated and they're so hard and they have all these test results and they have all these data points you know, that make them impossible to work with. But what I really, what I really- <laughs> I, know, found, I know them and love them well, yes. Well, I think people, I think we overcomplicate is basically what I've discovered. And I think that there are five um, key factors that when they're out of balance, it's really hard to heal. And when you put them into balance, sometimes that heals people all the way. And sometimes it just sets the foundation for everything else. And those five areas happen to lend themselves especially well to essential oils. I, I do not think essential oils are perfect for everything. You know, if you're having a heart attack, go to the hospital. If you broke your arm, go to a doctor and put, get a cast on. But, you know, for kind of shifting the nervous system into the parasympathetic branch, for supporting sleep, for helping with uh, drainage and, and fluid movement throughout the body, for immune modulation and also for enhancing both mental and physical energy. I think oils are really an ideal remedy. You know, there are a lot of essential oils on the market these days. People get very confused. Is there anything different about the quality of your oils, blue vibrant oils? Vibrant blue oils? Well, the one thing that I always notice, you know, Oils are the concentrated essence of plants, right? We get them from citrus fruits, from flowers, from tree barks, from um, herbs. And if <laughs> they're grown with pesticide, they're concentrated pesticides. So the most important factor, as far as I'm concerned, is organic. And that's what I do differently. I also kind of feel like there's a lot of fear-based marketing, you know, and, and my feeling like I, uh, I once worked with a truck driver, you know, and we were just trying to get him off the Doritos at the 7-Elevens, you know, and I'm like, just buy an apple. He's like, does it matter if it's organic? I'm like, no, hard-boiled eggs or apples are better choices than Doritos, like start there. So, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's hard to, a lot of the popular oils, like peppermint grows like weeds, you know, it's not super toxic. So I, I just don't want to, I, I think that people get so afraid that they're going to do it wrong that they do nothing. So I want to Kind of take that layer off of it. So what other uh, conditions or issues do vibrant blue oils, um, blue vibrant in my, in my book, vibrant blue oils, what are they designed to, to, to treat? In other words, you've got, you specialize in calming the nervous system. Yeah. What else, what else do you treat? What else do you work with? Well, I, I was actually trained as a nutritional therapy practitioner, so I'm really trying to look at the underlying root cause more than the, the symptom. So the symptoms that people might experience are like brain fog, you know, you're in a conversation and you're trying to remember that word, it's plaid, people wear it in winter, oh yeah, flannel, you know, it kind of escapes your mind, or you're gaining weight and, you know, you're not doing anything differently or you're just not as energized or you're having fatigue issues. But 
what I'm really trying to do is return the body to balance because when the body's in balance, it's a lot easier to heal. Like you know, one of the things I love about you and, and your work is you really talk about the importance of um, detoxifying and making sure that the garbage leaves the body and doesn't get reabsorbed. So what I'm doing is I, um, I realized that there is kind of a, a, a blueprint for uh, healthy organs Sorry, my dog is very excited. He wants to get close to you. Um, so I've formulated oils to kind of balance different organ systems. You know, like the gallbladder is one of them, which plays such an important role. The liver, the adrenals, because I feel like once we get the underlying systems in balance, then the body starts to function properly. So um, it could be a number of symptoms and I'm always kind of trying to look at the root cause. So we're all familiar with lavender and peppermint, some of the citrus-based oils, Lang Lang, et cetera. What have you discovered are so unique about some of the other oils that are not as well popularized? Yeah, my favorite is actually blue tansy. It's amazing for really kind of um, modulating the immune system and also the histamine reaction. I think what happens is that the more expensive ones um, because they can't, some companies can't make as much of a, a mar profit margin on them. They kind of get diminished. Um, I love blue tansy. Cypress is fabulous, especially for like circulation and any kind of vascular issue, you know, with uh, respiratory concerns that are going on right now. It's really a good one just to smell if you ever get that tickle in your throat or start to worry that you might be getting a cold. Um, the other ones that get a lot of press and have a lot of research behind them are oregano and thyme. They're really fabulous for kind of um, immune supporting. Uh, I would not advise consuming them because, uh, you know, they can kill things, including the good bacteria in your gut. But if you want to topically apply on the bottom of the feet where the skin is thicker and it's less likely to um, cause any kind of redness or skin irritation, that's a great choice. So if somebody had a problem falling asleep, for example, I need a little cypress right this moment with my post-nasal drip here in the great state of Idaho. <laughs> I wish I had it right here. I could sniff it. I could do all kinds of things with it. But if you needed help in falling asleep, as so many of my listeners and followers do, what would be a blend beyond lavender that you might recommend? Yeah, and lavender is really interesting. It's kind of like Benadryl, you know, it either works or it doesn't. Like, um, you know, when my kids were babies, the pediatrician said, oh, give them Benadryl on the red eye. That was the longest six hours of my life. That didn't, it was not a good choice. So we have a blend that I call circadian rhythm. And as your listeners probably know, you know, um, your stress hormone, cortisol, kind of has a relationship with your sleep hormone, melatonin. And what happens, ideally, you know, the two are supposed to work in harmony. So you wake up in the morning, your cortisol levels go up so that you have the energy to make it through the day. And then at night, cortisol levels kind of go down so that um, you can fall restfully asleep. And it's more of your melatonin that's released by the pineal gland that goes up. But sometimes that anticipatory stress that we were talking about, you know, your body uh, response to thought-driven stressors, you're worried about finances or relationships or health issues, and all that cortisol is being released, and it 
kind of suppresses the ability of melatonin to be released. So I have a blend of rose geranium, grapefruit, maluca, myrtle, lavender, balsam of Peru, and myrrh that kind of helps remind the pineal gland to naturally release melatonin. It also helps to, um, you know, the pineal gland can get um, calcified, you know, from aluminum and fluoride. So it helps that to detoxify so that it, it has better function and releases melatonin more easily. And children or infants use essential oils. Can you actually put it on their little bodies? I just, to be cautious, say don't ever use it on a child under the age of two. You know, I have had moms put a drop on a cotton ball and put it in their crib so they can smell it, but I would never topically apply it to a young child. And for children, you know, that are kind of petite, like under six, definitely always dilute, which means combine with another oil and it can be olive oil or coconut oil that you have in your house. You know, we're still in the midst of flu and COVID season. So what would your blend of oils be of choice in that regard? Yeah, there's actually um, this old, often repeated tale of uh, the thieves blend, and the is the there any truth? Is there any truth to that? And maybe you could refresh my listeners. Yeah, basically, the the idea was that during the uh, bubonic plague, there were some thieves that went around stealing the gold teeth out of the mouths of dead people, mm-hmm. and even though you know all of us, I love all this story, <laughs> six feet apart and wearing our masks and. They were basically sticking their hands in the germiest part of the body, and yet they never got sick. So when they were finally apprehended, they were offered a plea bargain. You know, let us know what you did so that you, you know, didn't get sick, and we'll give you a lesser sentence. And it turned out it was a combination of some super hot oils. Because, you know, we all know when we're sick, we drink like hot tea or chicken soup, It helps to take warm baths. We know that saunas and biomats are really good for us. So the blend is a combination of clove, which is hot, cinnamon, which is hot, eucalyptus, which is hot and great for respiratory issues, frankincense, lemon, uh, thyme, oregano, rosemary, nutmeg, ginger root, all of these kind of hot oils that help raise the core temperature so that, you know, what happens when you have heat, um, it causes swelling. It basically dilates the vasculature so that the white blood cells can get to the area faster. And, you know, it's like an ambulance stuck in a traffic jam isn't really going to get to the person to save them. But if, if, you know, all roads are clear, it makes everything easier. You know, in homeopathy, there's such a thing as a constitutional remedy. There's kind of a remedy that dials into your DNA and balances whatever you may have inherited from generations past and from the environment. So is there such a thing as a constitutional essential oil remedy, kind of a go-to that would work with a myriad of conditions for individuals? I I think it's parasympathetic because I think that Basically, when your body returns to balance, it allows everything else to happen better. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, gear shifting into a lower gear when you're about to go up a hill. It's, it's really, we've all experienced it. There are those days when we're driving and someone cuts us off in traffic and it doesn't phase us. You know, we're not in a hurry. Maybe we like the conversation we're having or we're listening to a good song. 
and other days the exact same situation happens and four letter words are flying out of our mouth. Mm. And the only difference is our resilience in that moment. So I don't know that there is a magic cure-all oil or formula or supplement. I think it's more about when you're able to magically put yourself in alignment, then everything else is easier. You know, I write extensively about weight loss. So if there was a magic bullet for weight loss, magic, magical combination of vibrant blue oils, what would that be? Well, you know, it's interesting. I put a lot of research in the book. There's um, some research that's smelling things, you know, that kind of when we begin to digest our food, it's, it's smell that helps us signal satiety. So there's some research that smelling peppermint when you're hungry kind of helps to calm that. Um, but I think it's also, you know, obviously the, the nervous system signals, but um, your endocrine signal system, like we have a hypothalamus blend, which mm. basically helps to let, you know, it's, it's your hypothalamus that kind of sends out hunger and satiety signals. And so, so many people miss that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and also when we've been, uh, you know, when we've been doing this for a while, when we're in our, our 40s or later years, you know, we've been working really hard and the hypothalamus has been doing a lot of heavy lifting uh, hormonally, so it can get a little out of balance. So the hypothalamus blend is mandarin, patchouli, frankincense, bay rum, you know, and fractionated coconut oil. It's just that combination and pine. Pine is great for the brain. It just kind of reboots the system and, and helps it. You know, it's like your phone glitches and you just restart it and it's better. It's just a reboot to help your, you know, your whole system kind of be more sensitized and appropriate. Do you have a test kit? We do. Yeah. Is that something that you will make arrangements for that? Because I have so many clients that have so many emotional autoimmune issues yeah. that, that, are, that are not easily remedied by the current state of the art of nutrition or functional integrative medicine. I'd love to be able to test them, which I can do long distance. So I want oh, yeah. to make arrangements to get that because I felt such an amazing difference when I used your parasympathetic oil and I couldn't believe it was clove and, and lime. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's interesting is um, there, there's, we're all energetic and we're all, you know, there's a, a frequency like, you know, sometimes I joke one time I thought I was going to Pottery Barn and I walked in and I was like, something's not right. And I realized it was restoration hardware. And it, <laughs> I like that more feminine energy. And I could just feel, I couldn't tell because the furniture looked the same. It was like something doesn't feel the same. When we are in balance, you know, we're golden. Those moments where, um, you know, you're late for an appointment and you can't find your keys and your kid is melting down and you're just able to handle it all. You're like, okay, I'm going to focus my kid. I'm going to make that okay. I'll find my keys. I'll text this person and let them know I'm late. Like, even though things around you are collapsing, you're okay. And that's what I really want to help remind people of is that, you know, you, you might not be feeling well and, and that that is hard. And yet you can get better and you can feel okay. And, you know, oils are really quick way. In fact, you know, your sense of smell is the fastest route into your body. It goes directly to the amygdala in the brain. You can shift how you feel so quickly just by smelling something. And that's completely in your control. Even if you're like stuck at home, you know, 
oils are um, are pretty affordable. You know, if, if you don't know where to start, I always say start with orange. You know, citrus oils have, there's a lot of research that backs up their anti-depressant um, qualities and just kind of mood boosting qualities. And everyone talks about bergamot and neroli, which are fabulous, but expensive. You know, if you're new to this and you don't know where to start, just buy, you know, first of all, make sure you like the way it smells, but orange, lemon, grapefruit, those are all great places to start. So you have a new book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. <clears throat> How is that different than your first book, Healing with Essential Oils, which I adored? Oh, thank you. Well, you know, you keep learning new things, right? And I think I was at a medical conference, actually, and some doctors were like, essential oils, are you like into witchcraft? And I said, well, yes, you know, do you, do you ever... good witchcraft, white witchcraft. <laughs> I'm like, well, do you think nicotine patches work? And they're like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, well, you realize oils, like basically anything you put on your skin gets in your body in 20 seconds. And I'm like, have you ever thought about why you can't do chemo in the brain? And they're like, well, because it won't cross the blood-brain barrier. And I'm like, yeah, what crosses the blood-brain barrier? And they're like super small fat-soluble molecules. And I'm like, uh-huh, like oils. And they were like, oh, no one ever said it that way before. And so I realized, you know, we have so many brain-related ailments, brain-related inflammation. The reason it's hard to anti-inflame the brain is because it's hard to get the right remedy into the brain. But oils in particular are kind of that perfect size memory. So looping back to where we started, like frankincense is a great one. You can just apply it at the very back of your head and it can cross the blood-brain barrier and help to kind of calm inflammation and you know, steal the blood brain barrier so that that heals up. But I realized, oh my goodness, you know, people are just scratching the surface of how to use oils and kind of relegating them to this weird, you know, woohoo category when in reality, they're the good science. Well, yeah, and they're the concentrated essence of plants, and over 50% of the pharmaceutical drugs we use are derived from plants. There's a lot of science, and, and it could help so many people. And so I just really wanted to make healing more accessible. I have clients that have very devastating conditions. So I want to do a kind of lightning rod with you with okay. regard to what you would suggest. I'm going to use these in a, as an adjunct to the other things we're doing from the vitamins, the minerals, the coffee enemas, the hydrotherapy, et cetera. Okay. So what would you tell somebody that has an Alzheimer's diagnosis? You know, so much of Alzheimer's and the um, beta amyloid plaque, you know, the brain cleans house during sleep, right? So if you're not sleeping, the brain can never turn off, kind of shrink and let the glymphatic system kind of run its car wash system. So I would, first of all, make sure that they're sleeping. We have uh, oils that can help you fall asleep and stay asleep. And then step two after the brain cleans house is taking the garbage out of the head. And that involves the neck channel. So making sure we have a really great oil for lymphatic flow, that's really challenging. You know, uh, Dr. Schaffner has an amazing product as well. Um, and basically what we've both found is that any kind of product that you can topically apply on the neck can help both alleviate calm congestion of the lymphatic system and also um, move flow. One thing oils do in plants is they help the fluids flow. And as we know, lymph flows in one direction. And think of it like, um, you know, you're driving on the freeway, it should have four lanes, but three are closed for construction. 
everything is going to back up. It could be a backup of miles, right? But then as soon as those lanes open up, things move more quickly. So you want to make sure that the toxins are not only mobilized, but draining out of the neck. And then obviously your specialty leaving the body so that the, the liver is able to process them. The gallbladder, the bile isn't viscous, so it actually flows into the gut and then they're grabbed by binders in the gut, so it leaves the body. What about Parkinson's? Parkinson's is, is similar. That seems to have um, a digestive component as well. And so I really try to support um, the digestive cascade, you know, the parasympathetic uh, vagus nerve kind of turns on. Um, I call it the moving walkway, you know, of your digestive system. So in order to really uh, digest, absorb, and assimilate your nutrients, you need to be in that rest and digest state. And that's when, um, you know, the saliva can break down the proteins in your mouth so that they don't trigger the immune system later. The um, stomach releases acid to further break down the foods. The pancreas releases enzymes. The gallbladder releases bile and things don't sit too long in the body. So for Parkinson's, I, I like to start with digestion and then also lymph. And ALS. ALS is the most challenging of them all. Very challenging. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I don't know that I have the answer, but one thing that um, Dr. Schaffner has totally noticed is that there's, there's an emotional component to toxicity. It's not just your physical toxins, it's your emotional toxins. And it's almost like a, a three-legged race, right? You know, person one takes a step and then person two needs to take a step to catch up. So the more you can help people, um, you know, oils are a great way to help not only mobilize, but release emotions. Emotions have the word motion in them because they're designed to move through us, not stick too long. And when, uh, you know, emotions that, that don't serve us or, or kind of um, bring down our, our energy are in our field for too long, it can mess up other things. So, for example, as you probably know, the liver and the gallbladder also kind of store anger and rage. So and, I really, and, and resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love castor oil, and I'm sure you have a million great strategies for castor oil packs. I like to add um, essential oils with the castor oil packs, and I, and I like to do it at night for bed. So you actually sleep with that? Yeah, I, I'm an efficiency girl, so I tend to have a couple um, old concert t-shirts that I don't really care if they get messy, so I just put the castor oil <laughs> directly over the liver and gallbladder, and I have a blend that I call um, liver support, that has a lot of blue tansy. And I, I put that on a couple drops in, like I basically pour um, about a tablespoon of castor oil in my hand, do three drops of the liver support, kind of swirl it around with my finger and then just put it over my liver gallbladder and then put um, a messy t-shirt on so that if the t-shirt gets stained, I don't care. But that just feels, you know, if it, if, if it feels too hard, I tend to not do it. So that feels more manageable than getting the burlap and the heating pad and the plastic. I, I don't know. It's a shortcut. I don't disagree. Uh, you mentioned blue tansy, and I, I've been fervently taking notes, but would you repeat what you said about blue tansy so that my listeners can do uh, have a good takeaway with that? It sounded like a very un... It sounded like a, a very popular oil that you find wonderful therapeutic use for. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's expensive. It comes from Morocco. 
This is one of the reasons that I do, that I offer my own blends so that people don't need to, um, you know, buy all the raw materials themselves. But it has a lot of, like, I would almost call it anti-inflammatory properties, both physical and emotional. It seems to help you kind of move through and release things. Like, um, you can... Uh, there are so many modalities that you can combine with oils to help release emotions. You can do tapping, you can do breathing exercises. Again, keeping it as simple as possible. You can just smell an oil, you know, it, it could be anything, a um, couple, you know, an inch or two below your nose. And as you're kind of breathing in, you can think about whatever, like say you got in a fight with someone in your life, say it's your mother-in-law, you know, and, and you're so angry and you're, you know, you're the victim and you're right. And anyway, you can think whatever you want. And then when you breathe out, you can kind of release it and say, you know, and, and look at it from a different perspective. Like, well, maybe I chose this. Maybe I allowed this. Maybe I could have done something different. Maybe I can see the other person's perspective. You know, and just release, release that. Release the need to be right. Release the need to be a victim. Release whatever is kind of attaching you to that emotion so that you can just let it go. And you can, you know, pick one at a time, but I just find that's a really easy way to kind of clean house with things that you don't need to carry anymore. I want all of my listeners to go out and purchase your new book, The Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body, which is going to be released in March of this year. What is the most surprising bit of research that you uncovered when you did the research for your book? You know, it probably had to do with um, anxiety and depression and how you can use essential oils in a really easy way to kind of shift out of that. And it, it again has to do with um, different parts of your brain and how they work. So uh, your prefrontal cortex, your forehead, is really the executive function factor of the brain. And the more you can kind of engage that and be really thoughtful and logical and curious, the less anxious you feel. And specifically, if you're having an anxiety attack, that is usually um, the right hemisphere of your brain, your right frontal cortex, which is really just your right forehead, that's overactivating. And so the way to kind of calm that anxiety attack immediately is to do something to balance the brain. And that is as simple as activating the left forehead, which is as easy as just smelling something through your left nostril, because your left nostril goes directly to your left forehead. So you can smell anything, any oil in your house. If you have a citrus fruit, you know, oils live in the peel of the fruit, peel a tangerine, smell that through the left nostril. And within three to five breaths, you will find you are not, your anxiety has calmed down. I'm going to do that right after the interview. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So is there anything else you'd like to impart to my listening audience? Because I think this has been quite fascinating. And where can people find you? They can find me at vibrantblueoils.com. And if they want to download a free bonus chapter, they can go to boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. And then they'll have all of my information and free chapter. And I guess the only other thing that, uh, that I want to empower people with is this idea that it's, it's not that complicated and you're not going to do it wrong, that you can trust yourself, that you can literally go to your local Whole Foods and just 
smell a few oils and pick the one you like or that you can afford and just start there. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Jody Sternoff-Cohen. This has been most enlightening, most aromatically pleasurable, may I add. And I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in yet once again to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. I want to also take a moment to thank my sponsor, Unikey Health, at unikeyhealth.com, who is the exclusive distributor for all of my supplements, my at-home tests, and my detox remedies. So thank you so much. Have a beautiful week. We'll see you once again. Goodbye. Goodbye.